There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business or, let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you. Introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5K. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share podcast is brought to you by PDAC. PDAX is a homegrown cryptocurrency exchange that offers the best rates among local cryptocurrency exchanges. Download the PDAX app now on the Google Play Store, App Store, or Huawei App Gallery. Start trading Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies for as low as 50 pesos by signing up on podlink.co slash hustlesharepdax. Also powered by Podmachine. The simplest way to grow and edit your podcast. Sign up now at podmachine.com and use the code HUSTLESHARE to get one free edit. One of the things I learned, you cannot control what you wanted to do in your own startup. Right? Yeah, becoming flexible and adaptive to whatever kind of opportunity there is. Then you have to really go there. Welcome to HUSTLESHARE. The podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Beitiong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We are with an OG again, who is now a multi-startup guy. I think you're in your third now, right? Is it second or third? Third. Okay, so it's never fun. You know, you you get your, <laughs> you take massive L's and less massive wins as you go. I'm also in my third, right? And man, I, you are an OG when you're in your third and you've been through highs and lows. But before I get carried away, most people know him and his late the the startup before him, this one. But we're gonna be knowing about his new startup. And this one, because he just made, you know, the Esquire list um, that I don't even know how we got there <laughs> of the start, top startup entrepreneurs released this week. But before I get carried away, let's welcome to the show, Mr. Ryan Liamoso of Solterra Energy. Woo-hoo! Ryan, welcome to Hustle Share. Happy to be here. All right, again, and also congratulations for being a new daddy. Good luck. Hey. <laughs> Next, it's, it's my point startup. Let yes, <laughs> good luck. But that's that's for life. You cannot exit that, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Probably when they when they get married. Or, Only or, maybe some returns. Right. <laughs> Hopefully, let's see what the multiple is. <laughs> But again, congratulations. Welcome to the podcast. First and foremost, again, um. Thanks. You you you're an OG, 
third startup now, but before I get carried away, also, I need to ask you the million dollar question. Ryan, what's your hustle? Yeah, I've been waiting for that, actually. Um, when I ask myself, what's my hustle? I always go back to my first love, which is volunteerism. So I started um, my career as a volunteer. And I believe one of the things that I love in terms of volunteering is my contribution. So my hustle is really contributing to uh, my community, the society where I live in. And um, right now, I always ask myself, is this thing something that will really benefit you know, my, my community as a whole? Or is it something that, you know, I'm just doing for the sake of vanity? Or what All right, sounds good. But before I get carried away again, I need you to buckle up. I know you're probably groggy because you didn't get enough sleep. <laughs> just don't throw up in my time machine, huh? Because it's hard to get yes. this vacuumed and all that. But uh, I need you to buckle up because we're going to have to ride the Hustle Share Time Machine. Uh, that is Dolby Surround Design. All right. And I want to understand, Ryan, when you started this out, um, you said volunteerism was in your heart. And, you know, that can be attributed to something like a calling, right? You know, yeah, it's yeah, something right. that you just know early on. It's not something that you build as a passion around because if, if you're not selfless by default, you cannot teach yourself to be selfless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's just no way. You can't do that. And in a way, as an entrepreneur, there needs to be a good um, chunk of being selfless as an entrepreneur. Because if not, then you're going to, you're always going to hit a wall. Because as, as you become, try to be a leader and whatnot, th those things come out in the, the darkest of times. But I want to first understand how you started this out. Before you even became a bulldog, before you became even a, uh, a volunteer what was it like growing up where did did you have any influence towards entrepreneurship or volunteerism that that you know that got embedded in you very early on yeah well uh my childhood was um in sampaloc so you know the area right you've been uh, i'm a ust grad my, <laughs> my my boys are from sampaloc the no limitang hair street so i know that place very yeah, well yeah, which yeah. area of sampaloc to be specific do you know um, Balik Balik? Balik Balik, trabaho. Yeah. That's yeah, what it is. So see, I'm old school because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's there where you I came go. from. Vicente Cruz yeah. or yeah. trabajo area. Okay. You know, those those, um, those uh, kids, you know, on the streets yep. trying to uh, fight each other if you are from you know, another <laughs> street, right? So I have mad respect for anyone that grew up in Sampaloc <laughs> because it's not yeah. an easy neighborhood to grow up in. Yeah. Correct, correct, correct. So... You have a lot of fights. You had a lot of, um, of course, um, teenage problems. So you yep. so, and it's then bully I, or I, get bullied in that environment. There's no in between. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So you just rather be the bully or you'll be bullied. But you know, yep. the other two ways, you know, you can be that one correct. and the latter on the same day. Correct. <laughs> correct. So your ego will just go down very easy. You know, when someone bullied you. You know, from another street, but yeah, that's yeah. how life is um, for me. And um, well, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Oh. Then I came by uh, hiking, mountaineering. So oh. I got uh, my passion in um, you know conquering mountains and um, literally mountains. Yeah. So um, I got my courage there and my confidence. And I guess when I was young. Because you know some padlock, right? Some some sometimes I kind of being um let's say I kind of being I don't like the the, the environment there, of course. Yeah. Um having to see a lot of troubles. So <laughs> I I lock myself into a room and yeah. then I read comic books. So my first my first one is um uh, Calvin and Hobbes. So that's where I got my interest in also some graphics and uh, text. So then I decided to uh, buy some some books that will help me, like um, self-help books, because I don't know what to do in my life, right? So I just um, go, in the, go in class with, uh, with, with um, in a drunk, you know, manner. 
Well, well, my, my friends and I used to go in a bar before going to school. Which bar? Let's go. go. Which bar is this? Okay. Tomas Morato, Malate area. Oh, Where no, is no, this? No, it's just in Sampaloc. Okay. <laughs> Janky-ass bar. In, 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 in. Yeah. Okay. We used to drink a lot and then play um, computer games. And then sometimes I also go through, you know, not, not going to classes, but just play with them. Yeah, Dota and the other you know, games that are popular back then. Yeah. So when, when I was doing that, then I, I had a hard stop. Um, meeting hard my, stop? Yeah, meeting my girlfriend. And you know, mm-hmm. we met the time that we were doing mountaineering. Yeah. So I told myself, I might as well be a volunteer. Because so, wow. <laughs> there's nothing good in you know uh, growing up in that kind of um, environment especially if you yourself right you can convert yourself to do good or probably just you know uh, be better for your parents make them proud yes. so you know um being a being a kid that uh, doesn't have any direction in life i told myself i might as well contribute my my time and effort to something that is kind of um uh, will make an impact, not not really a big impact, but somewhat could change one community. Yeah, yeah. But I understand what you're saying. That you know, it's easy to say also that there's nothing good in growing up in a tough environment. But in hindsight, bro, um, I'll just share you. So again, I studied high school in UST. Yeah, I was a varsity player, but again, my 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 teammates were all. Oh, you played basketball. Yes. Um, oh. So that's why. Sorry, you're and you bullpup. You're and you, yeah, Tiger Cubs. You're a Tiger Cubs. But um, one thing about growing up or at least being exposed to that that, that neighborhood that you know it's a make or break na- neighborhood, right? You know, Dos Castillas, freaking Don Quixote, you know, all the yeah. way to Algeciras. That's that's a those are tough streets. And if you're, that's the train station, sir. Yep, that's where you're going to get fucked up, right? (laughs) But here's one thing I learned. And this is all, I I learned this in hindsight already, right? That one thing that I use now in my my hustles as an entrepreneur that I've learned very early on in my, my, my life is how to be a chameleon. Because it's an entrepreneur, right? Um, you can't just be punching above your weight class where you're talking to like investors and you have to be printed proper. Probably 70% of the time, you're talking to commoners, people that are on the streets that you're going to have to empathize with that you need to learn how to get their trust for. And I learned that very early because these are the people that I hang around with a lot. You know, the, the fishbowl vendor, whatever that might be. And the hustle to being likable and to being friendly is probably even harder to, to win over at the ground level, whereas it, it's actually easier to do it now as, a, as an entrepreneur. Say you're talking to an investor trying to get that in because you're putting your best foot forward. At the ground level, you're vulnerable because you can't, you can't play uh, uh, someone that you're not because they will see that through you. And the, one, <laughs> the, the moment that you start acting up, they would not even trust you. So you have to be as scally as possible. <laughs> and, I, and I bring that now, right? Because wherever you put me in, you know, it's just a matter of, okay, what's my game plan? Is it old school run USD? Or are you talking to hustle share run? So it's, it's a character that I'm able to flex with. And especially if you're trying to, you know, um, source talent, you need to be flexible. And I think those times during college, during high school, that forged me to be, you know, a chameleon, to, to blend into my environment and thrive in it. Uh, and, and that is, and I'm pretty sure that's the same with you because you only realize this after you're gone, when you're no longer there, right? Correct. Right. And and that passion that you bring, like oh god, you know. And if you if you make it in the streets, you can make it anywhere. It's just that yeah. it's good that you got out because sometimes when you get stuck there, the opportunities that you'd be chasing are probably gonna be uh, detrimental to your life down the road. Yeah, that's what you call streetwise, right? So yes. really like uh, 
metaphor there that um, you're trying to make it as an example for a chameleon. Yeah. Yeah. You can actually adapt to Hunyango. There you go. There you have to be a Hunyango. So, <laughs> and that turning point is what I want to talk about because I had the same turning point. I was I was probably one to two move, moves away early in my life when I was supposed to fuck shit up. Right? Because I was wrong, hanging out with the wrong, uh, or I was doing, I had vices, I smoked cigarettes, I, I cut glasses. And then I realized, you know what, shit, I, I shouldn't be doing this. I, I worked in a call center. And then I realized I don't, I don't ever want to be working as an employee. There's something wrong being in a call center, by the way. But if my dream was to get my mom a house, no matter how hard I work, my upside is capped. It will never reach where I want to be. So I said, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. That was the turning point. And after that, I became a student leader. All that passion that I put in into basketball that I couldn't do anymore, I put that into leadership and really doubling down how to be an entrepreneur very early on since college. And I think volunteerism is that path towards that for you. How did you now pour your heart out into that along with also mountaineering? Because mountaineering is a sport still. And, you know, when you push yourself to the limit, you discover new things about you that down the road, when similar challenges happen, it just comes natural to you because it, it's something that you've done before. Well, one of my turning points is that, um, yeah, it's the mountains, right? So, and being a volunteer, you don't expect something in return. So, um, one of the things that, actually made an impact on my life is that when I decided I'm not going to be a corporate slave. But I did that. I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. Again, there's nothing wrong <laughs> with working in the cor- in corporate. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But like what you mentioned, there's a cap, right? There's a, there's a limit. Or you might uh, want as well, you know, work on something that you really love rather than uh, or, or someone who was... Uh, was doing it for a long time ago. So in my experience, I started working and um, served happy jobs. That's where I met you, actually. In wow, okay. With, with Audrey and, um, of course, um, James and other people. All right, okay. They were uh, actually one of my mentors. Nice. I did not know this. So you worked in Serve Happy. Okay. Well, what, was that your first job when you did that? Yeah, as a, as a graphic designer. Not really what? first job, but first job in a startup. Okay. Because uh, I've been into sales. Right? I've been into sales for a cotton candy cart. <laughs> what? Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> I try to sell cotton candy carts to you know, people oh. who want a franchise for cotton candy from the malls. Yeah. So uh, then I got into um startup PH job, looking for a, for a, for a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I saw serve happy and then i thought that i could try you know because because i've been doing graphics too so i applied to their uh, digital marketing position wherein um, my graphics and um, social media marketing has um, been exposed to the uh, company so yeah well um, i started that i decided um, this is how you form a startup because uh, being part of a startup, you see the positive and the negative side of uh, things, right? Got it. And then the risk that you know the founders are um, into. So I told myself, is this something that I can carry for the next, let's say, three to five years, right? And then I, as a, as a volunteer, I'm not expecting something in return. I just wanted to do something that um, will be worth my time and uh, something that you know. Um, because um, during your your time as a let's say as someone who's, who doesn't know you don't right. have any expectations from your parents or no one's really pushing you to do things like um, doing doing anything you you're required to do mm-hmm. so you you try to be like a chameleon like what you mentioned and, and a fluid water right streaming yes. to our river and then once you found the perfect or let's say opportunity. You really do whatever it takes to to get you to where you wanted to be. So one of the main factors and the reason why I'm a bullcrap at my at my own craft is because you can't you can't see anything that can be loose in my my life if I do this right. So right. 
everything to be gained, nothing to be lose. And I guess that's what made me, you know, they, as they said, the mentor said, I'm a cocky guy. There you go. But again, it's not about being cocky. It's just confidence. As long as you back it up, as you, if you do what you say you're going to do, you know what? It's just having that, that, that uh, illogical confidence sometimes. I, I'm probably the same. Um, there's probably a hand, a, a ton of, a, a shit ton of people that hate my guts. And there's a shit ton of people that love me. There's no in between. And I don't give a fuck, <laughs> right? Because I'm not here trying to fuck people over. I have the purest of intentions. If you're with me, I'm going to go ride and die with you. And if you're not, then hey, fine. I'm not going to lose sleep over that. I have bigger dreams to ascend and I have people to serve, right? Now, a couple of things before we take our first break. Before you took the leap and founded Rental B, right? Um, what was the things you learned from your stint at Serve Happy that was fundamental to really you finding out that you have a startup itch that you wanted to be a founder? And what are those skills that you learned there that you still use still now? Well, because um, we're kind of a small team back then. So we do a lot of, uh, we wear a lot of um, hats. Mm-hmm. right? So I'm, I'm the graphic designer as well as I'm the, the one posting the the content and doing the captions and what have you. And also, you know, um, advertising it and paying for the ads budget. So I guess one of the things I learned in Serve Happy, which is very vital to, to what I'm doing right now, is that you cannot control what you wanted to do in your own startup, right? So if you want, if, if this direction is trying to set you forth towards you know creating something like this or meaning to say yeah becoming flexible and adaptive to whatever kind of um uh, opportunity there is then you have to really go there no you know it's not something that um you set from a to z but maybe it 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 might be something that um something that is uh, bigger than what you have planned or maybe smaller, but you know, like what they mentioned, shoot for the stars. Then, if you fail, you will land on the moon. Yes, <laughs> or some something like that in that essence. Yeah, in that essence. Yeah. All right, so let's do your first break, and when we come back, let's now talk about your three startups all the way to again how you ended up doing Solterra. Yeah, as we speak, we'll talk about that more after the break. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at sashchallenge.ph 
That's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We are still with Ryan Lomoso again. He told us uh, his journey, again, of why he now ended up doing startups as a second-generation startup founder. Technically, you've already founded. Uh, you've, 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 you knew what it took na to, 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 to work in a startup. But how did you feel the itch? And what, 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 what did that take you to create Rental BPH? Well, um, my brother and I actually was the one who created Rental BPH. And um, during that time, we were searching for really a dormitory, an accommodation near uh, National University and FEU because we're, um, he's studying in uh, Far Eastern. And um, one of the things that we found out is that there's, there's no platform you know, for students who wanted to search for an accommodation near the university. So what, because what we did back then is that we knocked on every door of, uh, <laughs> of all those uh, you know, houses and properties. And then sometimes you, know, you get two things. Either a dog barking at you, yes, <laughs> <laughs> or a landlord who just wants a female tenant. <laughs> yes, is, you know it's sexist out people. there. I don't know why, yeah. but man, one of them. What of us do? What of us? Yes, <laughs> bed spacer, female only. There you go. <laughs> so you know a lot of that. And then um, the reason why we created that is because we were also inspired by the idea of an, of Airbnb. Right. Oh. So they created a platform so that they can consolidate all those spaces together. And that's what we did. Uh, we talked to a lot of landlords and property owners, and then we got them on board. We actually had a few couple of thousand users or inquiries that time, you know, trying to be trying to search for an accommodation in the near their school. And that's where we got our uh, first uh, business. It's through dentals and um, you know accommodations platform and creating a technology, and then that's the time I met you know Mark my town guy and Revian, they're both from my town. So that's the the story why I got to age. So wild wild you know, Mark Women right next, there. Yeah, <laughs> Mark Women, the man there you go. of man, the world, the legend. <laughs> <laughs> also, shout out to Mark Lehman again of of Fox One again. Oh, yeah. This is a legit hustlers as well. So, okay, Rental B, you did this 2019 to 2020. Um, give me the gist of what happened here and what is the main learning. Uh, did you guys fail? Did you guys succeed? What, what, what was the what was the life story of Rental B, and what was the, what did you learn around it? Yeah. So uh, during that time, 2019, we were doing some uh, fundraising, right? We joined the final pitch. Yes. We onboarded you know, a couple of um, investors. The season and, right after my season. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. So actually, we were watching your pitch. How, how do we form or structure our own? Nice. <laughs> and then I got, we got an idea on how to do it. And that's the reason why it's, uh, it's such a success. So um, during that time, we were fundraising. We got an investor, and um, that's around Q4 of 2019, right? So there's no pandemic yet. It's yep. pre-pandemic time. And then during the pandemic, we got hit, of course, we're into student market, right? So yep. we had a lot of uh, vacancies in all our properties. It's like it went really, you know, from rock bottom when mm. it comes to the occupancy for other buildings, like empty. And when you go to U-Belt, man, I know for <laughs> sure, you know U-Belt, right? There's a lot of students every corner, every street. Yep. But during that time, there's none. And, that, and that's yep. 2020, uh, Q1, Q1 of 2020. And then we all have to go to lockdown. I decided to stay in a dormitory, which I'm into right now, where we created mm-hmm. this as an office space. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this is uh, kind of our home, you know, because we, we told ourselves, if we go through this war, we should probably not involve our personal family because we're going outside. We're still going outside. We're doing a lot of um, things outside. And then we're going back here in the dorm. So we're like um, creating a bubble for us. 
here right. in, the, in one building, right? So, and then we found out there are other um, companies you know, who still wanted to operate. Mm. So we accepted them. We, we, we got into B2B, not into student market. And then um, one of our investors actually left us. No? So mm. I'm not going to disclose the name, but one of the investors left us and then uh, leave us. And then that's the time we really you know, decided we should, we should be the one to do it ourselves. Right? So being back in the street, you know, where you don't rely on anyone else but yourself, right? So I, I got my gang back and we decided to, to make a one goal, which is to survive the entire pandemic. Yep. And, and then I met, you know, Mark and Revian from yeah, back in my town days where they also offered us some merger that time. And, and then we paused it a little bit to make sure that we're ready for it. And then we decided after you know, Q, Q3 of 2020 that we should really go into this guys because you know, there's, no, there's nothing else to do. There's no way uh, to do it. Yeah. And, and that's the right mindset, especially during these times. The pandemic, yes, might be tail end, but we're in the middle of a fucking recession worldwide. It's ugly out there. It's a bear market. It's bear on bear on bear. There's massive polar bears, grizzly bears, Kodiaks, whatever you want to say. It's ugly out there. So you, the startups, startup founders, if you're listening to this now, we're on survival mode and there's not a lot of funding out there right now. Um, we got to learn how to survive. And that's that's a general theme that you guys are doing. If you learn how to survive early without being reliant on funding, you know, you're, you're, you're going to have a good shot, right? Uh, um, um, or at least you're going to give yourself a good chance to, to thrive. I mean, survive in order to thrive down the road. Now, when you decided to go, go work with uh, Mark and them, and is that the beginning of AHG at that point? Um, and how did that transform? And what was the difference between rental B to AHG? You know, uh, working as a small team, right, uh, in rental B, we got all the structured in place. So it's really the, the things that uh, we learned from, from uh, our mentors. We call them our mentors and advisors because they really formed the, uh, the entire company structure for us. And so we got, you know, formalized all our processes, operations, and all those things that, you know, um, we cannot do ourselves. So when we experienced that, that's the time we really had a taste of what daily startup is. So all this time, you know, from 2019 to, to actually it's 2018, but we have uh, we have established the legal entity for rental B during 2019. So back then, 2018 to you know 2020 for two years of our uh, working experience in rental B. It's not really a startup that we, we thought yeah. it is, right? So there's, there's really a different, you know, there's, a, there's a paradigm shift when it comes to the way we operate and the way we do things. And uh, I think one of the things that we really, um, we, are, we are still, you know, um, we are still in the process of learning is that you really need to structure your company the way you, re, you wanted it to see in the future right so yep. it's just it's just like that you you cannot really uh, do something that out of it like like what i did in mountaineering it's just because of course uh on the bottom it's it's nice right but on your on the top you, you thought that it's just easy to go there but then again there are other things along the road that might as well be a burden for something that would stop you going to the top and you have to plan for it. You have to really be careful. You have to structure it in a way that um, when you are on the top, that's really how it is, right? And you cannot, because you cannot go down. It's in startups, in the way I see um, startups, successful startups operate, um, I guess it's, it's just, you know, a matter of structuring it right. Making sure you have the right business model, making sure you have the right people in place, making sure that, um, you know, you, your, your, your revenue matters most. 
most nope. more than your you know your valuation right so because at the end of the day it's just business right you have people to to uh, pay for you have uh, a, a office to to be rented and you know you pay for a lot of things then you should really have an income you know and it's the thing that uh, we learned doing business with mark and the rest of the guys from Foxmont, Maita, and the other advisors that we onboarded along the way. Right, that's amazing. Now, one of the things that I really saw you front and center on was the creation of Sinigang Bali as we know it. When we were just being founded, you know, we were just talking about lots of talks between Recky Roland and the rest in a Sini gang, literally. But what was your what? How do you take advantage of that movement? Because again, middle pandemic, it was just like, hey, let's create this place and freaking bob, you know, and turn all these places that were vacated and whatnot. How did you turn that into Sinigang Valley as you, you guys know it? Yeah, well, like I mentioned, John, we started in University Belt, right? So we really know how to make a bubble out of pandemic. Because um, we're still operating, you know, we're partying in University Belt here in the in one building. We're doing a lot of, I don't know if it's legal, but you know, probably isn't. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not really public. So we're doing this bubble thing for for a long time already during the pandemic, and um, we created a lot of actually uh, businesses in in all properties that we know. We've um, formed commercial spaces office spaces we've renovated um you know restaurants coffee shop bars right and we thought that maybe we could do it in oh in a fashion that startups could benefit and that is sinigang valley because um actually it's roland and rexy's vision to put it in publishing yep. in backwell right backwell Alma and the outskirts of it. There you go. Alma and the outskirts of it, right? So we we got the properties there, the vacant properties. You know, the opportunity is there during the pandemic because there's empty. There's a lot of empty buildings. There's a lot of empty properties that they can't really, you know, make a profit, even a centavo out of it, right? So we got those properties. We leased them long for long term and then we renovated it and then we converted it to a brand wherein we could have a lot of eyeballs so mm. people could you know could see oh there's a community out there i mean what what wh- why am i here in my house you know mm. um meeting people online if i should be there right, right. and that's where connection really happens right mm. and yeah I'm, I'm very happy and very um very proud of where it is right now though i'm i'm not really involved anymore for full disclosure Ron, um that the way it is now the way it is structured we just formed the foundation my, my team and i formed yeah. the foundation we got the building we renovated it we converted it to a place that you know it's livable and mm. you know connection really happens because um, these spaces are are designed for it designed got to it. be like that so and then um, the groups of um, HD, the venture builder now, is the one operating it. So they created a lot of uh, businesses out of it. And um, yeah, uh, just this uh, March of 2021, I exited and started Solterra Energy because um, I had a lot of um, experience in terms of um, electricity as a a monopolized business in the Philippines. Yep. I don't want to disclose the entire, um, you know, economics of it, but here, especially here, right? But um, actually, that's the one that I'm trying to disrupt right now. My, my team and I are doing a lot of, um, you know, uh, projects, lead, uh, early projects, you know, just to make sure that we, we create something viable and feasible for okay. us to put into the market. Got it. Now let's cliffhanger the people that are listening to this at the moment. Let's take our last break and when we come back, let's now talk about Solterra Energy and wow. you know what you see in this monopoly. Because again, dude, we know who that monopoly is. <laughs> and everybody's trying to gun for that, but you know, it's a tough monopoly to crack. Okay. Yeah. But you know, let's cliffhanger these peeps and a little bit more. Then let's talk about 
So better energy when we come back. When we come back after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again. And we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey, hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag Uno Ready Savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag Uno Earn or hashtag Uno Boost Time Deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag Uno Earn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back from the break. We are still with Ryan Yamoso, who now is an energy man, right? <laughs> from rentals to houses, renovating properties and publishing, turning them into uh, startup hubs now, you know, where a lot of, you know, it's just amazing what you guys have also started there in, 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 in publishing, where literally these were just random old houses that were probably old bars before, old studios now turned into, um, 
you know, startup work hubs, workplaces. Yeah. But holy shit, that place, for, that that park, parking is still a bitch in that area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sure, God, it's yeah. it's all fun in games until you I need to park. To Ortigas. We remote Ortigas. Yes, that, that's 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 us. <laughs> that's us. I love I love Bob, but man, I will not park in that place because if you get stuck, you're stuck there for a for a while. But again, that's Sinigang Valley for you, and it's always obviously the the hub. Of startups now in the Philippines, right? Um, because they like to party too after, so literally walking distance after. But yes. Soltera, you 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 got into so many of these uh, projects, right? And you see that there's a monopoly in there. But okay, without disclosing too much, what's the real problem here? Because is it because there's a monopoly? Because again, we know who you're trying to go, run up against. And it's I'm not mentioning tough, any, any yeah, I'm, I'm not again. <laughs> but and only an idiot would not get it. <laughs> We've been living in the Philippines for a while. Yeah. But um what's the what's the biggest problem? What's the opportunity that you see? Okay. So I have a little introduction about Sotera. Okay. It's a device as a service model. Mm-hmm. And uh, we created a device. Um it's a Soltera smart metering. And it's not just it, because we also have in our platform a an incentivization program where they could be, you know, switching or producing their own the own source of green energy. So that's it, actually. So we are doing um, a lot of um, in terms of energy, a lot of um, systems for you know, because because when you go to a house you can see that the ones powering it up, right, is really the electricity. So if you go to a house and there's no electricity, you will not enter. <laughs> <laughs> that's a haunted house in my book. Okay, if you see that in Sampaloc, that's a place you're probably going to get in trouble with. <laughs> right? When, when right. there's a blackout in the community, right? Nope, everyone's nope. outside, right? Right? There's probably a drug addict doing some shady shit inside that, right? So, right, right, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That, well, actually, the thing that got me to Solterra is really, you know, my love for um, IOTs and smart automation because I've been into properties for for a couple of um, years now, and I've seen that there's a lot of um, inefficiencies in terms of how you manage your electricity and energy consumption. So, and then I found a friend who's working on um, solar, and um, actually I got interested joining that company because I have a, a couple of um, you know extra cash back then. Nice. So I decided I might as well join the founding team to get uh, you know uh, a bit of um, stake in the company. Right. Mm-hmm. So and then um, the company is actually uh, doing well during the pandemic. I'm I'm surprised. I'm doing AHD that time, and um, the company installed like fifty houses on uh, a not fully operational you know uh, company wherein founders are not uh, full-time and then they just got inquiries online or inquiries from referrals you know and they installed this um, solar PV system into the houses of these consumers and then I asked why because <laughs> it's actually you know it's actually a burden if you do it because of course right. you, you have electricity right it's very convenient i mean mm-hmm. you know, the one that they're doing right now it's convenient for you but of course at the end of the month you try to see your bill and then you should <laughs> also in games until you see the bill right <laughs> yeah so and then i i saw some opportunities in renewable energy though i'm not um i i am i'm not really sure if that's really something that i want to pursue but because of my love for environment and my love for you know probably um you know climate change it's really the the thing that i really want to focus on after after my you know after exiting a startup i said to myself that i will go to um something a project that might as well help the the climate change crisis that we're experiencing right now and then i got into renewable energy and solar particularly and then created we, we decided let's create a system 
wherein you know users can really monitor what's happening, can can have a visibility of their energy consumption and production as well. If you have your own you know solar PV in your roof, so that's where we got into um, Solterra. That's how we develop the the device. It's really for you to control and to monitor what you have in your own electrical system, as well as um, the vision is really, you know, once you have, once we have created the scale for, you know, um, for the mass adoption, mm. probably people could buy and sell electricity for their own use, right? So Just. that's really the, the thing. Because uh, the economics of, um, I think, electricity right now, we pay a lot. For, for yeah. other parties. For retail, technically. Yeah. Right. Correct, correct. Lots so, of margins on top of what we already do. Because, because, um, it's a monopoly, so you get to name your price. But a couple of things in my mind, right? A lot of tried, a lot of people have not really gotten the scale, right? But in your team, and especially in, in hardware, it's capital intensive and lots of science behind this. How did you build a team that that will give you the, the fighting chance to even compete? Because there are other solar players out there, and they're probably sharing the same vision that they see. But you know, you wanna you wanna get market share here. But what's the ace that you guys have in in the team so far? So just to um, clarify on that, right? So we're not doing a lot of um, in terms of solar. We're not um, developing or creating solar panels because. As we all know, it doubles down every year, right? The price doubles down. I mean, you know, uh, and and a lot of innovation happens there because um, I don't know if you heard, but we already have a thick, a thin um, solar PV system in our windows where you can just um, put it in your glass windows, and you know, building owners can yeah can um, harness make, yeah harness the the energy from the sun from that. From that right. material. So what we're trying to do is that we're creating a device for them to track, you know, their their energy production and consumption. And then um, what we did is that we focus on this, the meters because that's where you get your data, right? right? So we just read what's happening on the on the background okay. and then put it in the dashboard. Right. Nice. So when you see the Solterra app, it will tell you. Where's your electricity coming from? Is it from renewable energy or from the the one from the grid? And where is it being used? What type of uh, appliances are being consumed right by this um, energy? So um, one of the things that we are actually trying to solve is the you know um, I, I I don't know if you heard that when Typhoon Odette hit um, Mindanao and Visayas. Bohol has three months of yeah. no electricity. So now it's so bad, I heard. Yeah. I was supposed not. to do my prenup there and then shit oh. just hit the fan. So, oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Bohol is driving now, even of that um, scenario. But again, we can probably do something there that is actually, you know, better off than, than ignoring it. Right. So, what we're trying to create is to create a, a system wherein you know you could produce your own source of energy and probably if you have an excess, you know, sell it cheaper to, to your neighborhood. So we focus on the, the ones who really control. It's really the, the smart meters and inverters. So when you say, uh, you know, and I heard, yeah, that's true. There's a lot of people trying to avoid hardwares because it's hard to do. Uh, but then again, I'm really... It's already in the name. It's hard. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, we started just as a middleware. And then we eventually thought, no, we cannot be a middleware because, you know, it's very hard to talk to this, you know, hardware guys, you know, trying to get their yeah, data. You got to so, beg them for it. Yeah, you got to beg them. So, you went upstream, you created your own hardware. Yeah, correct. Yeah. You went upstream. We created our own hardware and then eventually we thought that this thing could really be scaled if you know uh mass adoption would be would happen yeah. if people from a community especially from one subdivision right 
So for example, yeah. there's a community and then one subdivision said that, no, we're not going to tap into, let's say, the electric co-ops and the electric companies, mm. but we will produce our own, which the DOE is actually incentivizing right now. Wow, so you don't have great. any, you don't have to pay for any taxes and the electricity is actually 40% over. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. But again, the big caveat there is again, mass adoption. And, you know, when you're, and I feel this because in, in what I do, and I just literally learned this from several VC mentors that I've had, the problem with the unique business model, right? When you're doing something really new, is that you're going to have to take a lot of hits that the rest of the people that will follow suit will, ne- will not have to take uh, uh, a hit for. So first off, for example, VCs, the way they think majority of the time, if they're just, just again, VCs are get, are get bombarded with thousands, if not hundreds of, of pitches every week, right? And to a fault, or just to, just sometimes they have to oversimplify and look at comparables. If you're so unique, you're like, what the hell is your play? Are you a blah, 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 blah of X or blah, blah, blah of Y? And if it's so unique, it's kind of going to be hard to, you know, kind of put your comparables and gauge your value as a company out there. And on the customer go-to-market strategy side, it's hard for you. You're, you're going to have to fucking evangelize. Nine <laughs> times out of ten, it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. That happened to me before in chatbots where for a good two to three years when I said, hey, you guys want a chatbot? And be like, what is a chat box? No, it's not a chat box. Okay. It's not, I'm not selling you chat boxes. Okay. And it happened to me again now in, in podcasting. What in the podcast? It's like, we're not, I'm not trying to podcast you. <laughs> it's a podcast, right? This is not a, yeah, you know, it, it, there's an evangelization point. How are you, how are you trying to overcome that so far for Solterra? All right. So, I'll be very um, honest with you. When it comes to con- consumers right now, there's really some commercially available equipment and products, you know, coming from abroad, yeah. especially China. You know, yeah. when, when you hear about solar, always the biggest competitor all the time. <laughs> so they they knew it already. Some some of them are using it. The early adopters that we are seeing right now, they're becoming, you know. Um, really commercially available for everyone. And I heard a lot of um, average people, you know, people, you know, in the, in the middle income earners installing their own solar PV uh, system in their own roofs, right? So uh, for us, it's just a matter of, you know, adding additional, you know, feature for your own, for your own system, right? And um, the way we do our own market penetration is that we go into hotels and hospitals and a lot of uh, businesses yeah to automate and to control whatever electricity they have and, or system they have in their own building so for example I, I operate a dormitory right now and i have like a 40 units of um, let's say 40 units of commercial and residential so if in case i wanted to build them one by one i have to read them you know, read the, the meters from their own from their own units. And um, the way so there be a creepy doing landlord it. doing that by the way, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I did that, uh, oh. yeah. if I did that, then probably I might sound creepy because uh, <laughs> you might, oh, here, here goes this but, creepy landlord trying to read my electricity again. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but it's outside in the room. So basically what what Solterra is doing is that you don't have to go in the you know read those meters for you because you have the dashboard, you can export the data and you can Centralize just automate it. the billing, right? So um, what we did is that uh, we also let them, we were transparent, right? We want to be transparent. We let them know what type of appliances they were using, um, how they how it affects their billing, what have you. And if they want, they could control their own appliance. So for example, they, they forgot to switch off their lights. We, 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 we actually offered them a controller. So you can remotely control if it's, um, you know, if it's connected to Wi-Fi. 
So that's what we're trying to um, let people know. And actually, since electricity is essential, just like you know, uh, food, medicine, and uh, you know, shelter, uh, actually it's not really hard to convince, especially um, one community, because uh, they all feel the same. <laughs> they all feel the same. <laughs> All right. Now, what's next for you guys? And then what uh, if you, if there are listeners here uh, that you guys want to reach out to? You, what what what's? I just want to know what's the uh, because again, I'm rooting for you. I know this shit's hard. It's fucking hard. Um, but I want to I want to see you win. But you know, what, what, how can we help as a community of hustle hustlers that are listening to this? Uh, what, what's your next steps? At least that we can help contribute for you. Thank you, thank you. Actually, really appreciate it. But uh, actually, one of the things that we are trying to achieve, since we're you know we're into contributing to uh, the renewable energy app of the Philippines, right? So by twenty thirty, it should be thirty percent, at least thirty percent renewables. Yep, or we're all so, going underwater, yeah. right? So and <laughs> that we, are seeing, <laughs> we are seeing that you know. Um, renewable energy is not just a, a, a compliance right now. It's actually a demand. And I, I guess if you are, you know, wanting to um, explore or navigate that um, system, then probably you know who to talk to. <laughs> so we are here to, you know, uh, probably um, check your your house or your your own. Not system. in a creepy way. Don't worry. I'll make sure. Not, not that in <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're just gonna quick drive by, you know. It's like, oh, okay, they're very close, Ryan. And actually, man, um, since we're creating this, um, our first microgrid community, we might need help from you know um, other players as well, especially uh, logistic. If if there's you know installers who are focusing on probably some 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 contractor for for former racket buy in some palok you need a new gig and you know all this yeah yeah <laughs> you can make it in some palok you can make it here too you know actually man in in some palok area we've seen a lot of um, them actually this just this year we had um, three installation for like uh, more than 10 kilowatts so i guess you know some palok area and the neighborhood here here is really Frustrated with their own bill, and that's where we bank, we capitalize, right? And um, beware of the jumpers, because you know the jumpers can also be <laughs> not, 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 not on that oh, side. Man. There you go. But area. again, Ryan, I'm rooting for you, and thank you so much for getting here and being sharing your new journey on Hustle Share. But again, if they're now interested to be one of your Partners, or again, you are a former jumper who's made it now in life in, in some Palo. Once you reach out, where do they go and how do they reach out to you? You can actually message me via Messenger or my LinkedIn, or you can just go to the site. There's a, there's a submission for inquiry there. What is the website? Uh, the website is soltera.energy. Soltera.energy, and again, this is going to be in the show notes on hustleshare.com and again message Ryan on Messenger TikTok wherever you find him and, uh, as long as he has a profile he's probably gonna reply but give him a little bit of a break because he also has a, a, a newborn he's probably trying to just survive she's <laughs> one month now he's one month oh, imagine you still have 30 years of that kid that you're gonna have to do you wanna make sure that Maybe kid will be listening to this one so yes um, I hope he's around 30 years <laughs> As we speak, but yeah, again, we're rooting for you, Ryan. We're good luck in this this new startup, and again, we're sort of it's, it's like full circle now to your volunteerism uh, days, where it's really about other people and um, fighting for a new cause. But before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app, whatever uh, whether Spotify, Apple Podcast, or anything. And if we did say uh, some jargon, it's going to be in the show notes on. Hustleshare.com And lastly If we want to be part Of our own community As well We have a community On Facebook It's going to be In the Hustleshare community On Facebook Again Ryan Thank you very much Thank you Ron Thank you for having me Alright And I'll see you guys In the next episode Peace